Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. We're the Three Rivers Boys. My name is Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Steve. And we're here today to talk about House of the Dragon. It's been a long time since uh, Song of Ice and Fire was relevant, uh, but we're back with it now. We just had a, a pretty fire trailer drop, if you don't mind my expression there. I actually thought this looked more exciting than the original Game of TV show, so. This yeah. this plot, if it is, I mean, I, I guess we know what it is now, but this is going to be, is, yeah. yeah, this is going to be like the Dance of the Dragons, right? So, yeah. I mean, this is going to be way cooler. Should we? Or has the potential to be cooler. So are we going to say that this is full spoilers for the books then? No. I would say like yellow spoiler alert. Like we're going to talk about characters and factions, but we're going to try to avoid any like specific plot details. Yeah. Like I'm not going to give you any like surprise ending stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk about like which, which characters are played by which actors and what those characters are kind of like in a nutshell without giving away too much. And we'll try and fill in some history of what has happened up to this point because we've jumped back. We were just talking about this. We've jumped back about um, 275 years, I think. 150 years. I think uh, you're 126 years from the conquest. Is that what you said? A Game of Thrones takes place in like 300 AC and this is like 129 AC, I think, is when the Dance of the Dragons officially kicks off. So yeah, right in that zone. So about three to four generations behind the characters in Game of Thrones. Yeah. AC meaning after conquest. That's after Aegon's conquest of Westeros. Did the whole world go by that time? Because like, you know... The East? No, they didn't. Okay. It was just Westeros, pretty much. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Just maybe to let the uh, listeners know, I have not read Game of Thrones. I've watched, I think, all of the, the show. So I have that to go off of. <laughs> I think all of the show. <laughs> I probably missed an episode or two. Some repressed <laughs> memories in there of season yeah. eight, you know. <laughs> no, I can remember every single one of those, unfortunately. <laughs> I guess let's get this out of the water, right? Like, all of us hated the last probably three seasons at the very least. I'd say two uh, seasons. Season six wasn't awful. It was starting to go downhill pretty good on season six. It wasn't awful, I, but... I didn't... It wasn't as good, but it was still, like, the best thing on TV. Sure, you're right. I didn't hate them, but I could tell that the writing just went so far downhill after, like, season five or something like that. <sighs> Well, I think that has to do a lot with Martin not being involved anymore. Exactly, yeah. And I, he and I think is, uh, very involved in this show. As far right. As I know. So basically, what I'm getting at is, yes, loyal listeners, we hated the end of Game of Thrones too. Feck, uh, fuck David Benioff and DB Weiss, <laughs> and let's try and move on from that. Fuck and season eight. I hope eight. this is good. That's what we're doing today. We're moving on. We're getting along the line here. <laughs> Let the dead <laughs> let the dead be dead. Forever scarred. <laughs> All right. So I think it's good to kick off this uh discussion with kind of a synopsis, I guess, of the events leading up to the dance of the dragons. So Yes. Yes. Th- this is of course the Targaryen Civil War, which you will know about. Uh we're assuming that you've at least seen the show. In this whole discussion, I guess. So, yeah. 
you've heard about this a lot in the show. They kind of make a lot of references to it. Game of Thrones, that is. That's the show that I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I mean, do we need to do like a real quick, like the Targaryen? <laughs> like, is anybody going to watch this who hasn't seen Game of Thrones? I don't think so, right? Uh, they wouldn't be listening to this podcast. I don't think if they hadn't seen Game of Thrones at all. <laughs> But yeah, uh, this is a Targaryen civil war. This is where most of the dragons that are no longer in the world at the time of a Game of Thrones disappeared or died or became no more. Didn't they fizzle out? They got smaller and smaller until they were like not breeding correctly or something. A little bit of that, but like, you know, a long time of dragons fighting dragons is not good for the overall population. Well, I guess we could start as far back as like, so these people come from a place called Valyria, which is like the center of magic in Westeros almost. And uh, they were dragon riders. This whole place was very magical. They made the Valyrian steel blades that we see, which is like this super sweet magical steel. They all had, well, maybe not all of them had dragons, but lots of houses in Valyria. All the important ones. Yeah, all the important houses in Valyria had dragons, lots of dragons, and these uh, kings of Westeros uh, were actually a pretty small house and relatively, not even relative, they, they were pretty unimportant. They were like a middling the, house, I think, from what I understand. You're talking about Targaryens? Yeah. Yeah, the Targaryens were pretty unimportant uh, assumed. In, in Valyria. They had a kingdom that was like really on the outskirts of of Valyria and that actually helped them because Valyria was like had a bunch of volcanoes and stuff and they all erupted at the same time and it killed everybody except the Targaryens who because they were basically the only people left that had dragons uh, they turned their eyes away from their home country towards Westeros and decide to conquer this continent. Let's talk about geography for a second, actually, real quick here. I just want to remark on the importance of Dragonstone. It's like in this perfect Goldilocks position for them where they just happen to be in the best spot in the world to both survive the Doom of Valyria and they're like right next to Westeros so they can just like immediately move on to the next thing and start conquering this new continent. Well, I don't even want to say right next to. Uh, they're far enough away that it's hard for people from Westeros to get there. You know, like the Iron Islanders and everybody can sail there. But, like, not a lot of people have these big ships that are capable of these open sea crossings. It's not the, that far from Blackwater Bay. It's a little bit out there. Not a lot of armies, I think, at this point could, like, wage a uh, sea war against the Targaryens. Like That's because. Fair, yeah. Because it's like a little piece out, them having the dragons, they can basically raid with impunity. They, they they essentially have like an aircraft carrier they can stage an invasion from. And this just like completely <laughs> shits on everything that Westeros has to offer. And it also it's becomes re- the last uh, dragon breeding ground in the world. Right. And it's, it's a huge, awesome castle. There's gargoyles. It's super. It's made out of this like seamless black stone. It's just like a really made cool dragon castle. Fire. They kind of like meld it with dragon fire and use magic to like shape it into these crazy shapes and gargoyles and everything. And I, I mean, I think it'd basically be impossible to sack a castle like You're this. You're talking about wild. Dragonstone right now? Yeah. yeah. This is where Stannis lived at the beginning of Game of Thrones and where Daenerys mounts her invasion of Westeros and at the end of it. 
they always show it. They have this really iconic giant wooden mm-hmm. table of Westeros. Yeah, I remember it. That kind of and it looks out over the bay, and they wage their war. But Aegon and his two sisters both have dragons, so they have these three huge friggin' dragons. And uh, Balerion, the Black Dread, is the biggest of them. And with with this air power, basically, Balerion can. It, it's it's said that he melted castles, that he turned tower spires yellow hot, and they dripped like candles. Yeah, Aegon basically just like raffle stomps all of Westeros and becomes the new king of the whole place. So he he crushes a couple of countries in open war. A couple of people that are stupid enough to fight him, and they line up at fields. And but he we're talking them. way too much about Aegon Targaryen. This has nothing to do with the show. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's just super cool, though. <laughs> they should make a show about this. <laughs> Get it going. All right. <laughs> so yeah, a hundred Aegon takes over Westeros, and a hundred years pass, a hundred and twenty or so. <laughs> And the Targaryen dynasty is just running the whole place the whole time until we get to this guy, uh, Jaehaerys the Conciliator, and his wife, the good queen, Alysanne. And there's a bit of a kerfuffle about the succession with these guys. Uh, Basically, Jaehaerys, his first two heirs die, and... Nobody really knows who should be king after he dies, and he's getting pretty old. So he's like, all right, we'll have all the lords in the Seven Kingdoms get together, and we'll have this thing called the Great Council, and we'll all just kind of like vote on who the next king should be. And the main two guys, or sorry, the main two people, because one of them is actually a lady, are uh, Prince Rhaenys and Prince Viserys. Now, Rhaenys is the daughter of his first heir and Viserys is the son of his second heir. So chronologically speaking, Rhaenys should probably be next in line, but there's also the uh, matter of gender that they uh, are pretty keen on, I guess. They don't want yeah, a, this a lady a, to, to run the place. This is a patriarchal society. There's been a few queens. There's a little bit of pre- precedence for this, but her, her mom is even known as the queen who never was because technically in order, she should have gone, but she was passed over for a male heir. This is who we're talking about now. Rainies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the queen so, who never was. You're thinking of Rhaenyra. No. Yeah, my bad. So That's it nice. was like written okay. in the books about the like how they didn't want women to be in rulers or yeah, okay. this is in Fire and Blood, and also the World of Ice and Fire, and which is it, way it's better. It's kind than of Fire like the Blood. precedent because uh, even Aegon himself had an older sister, who if either boys or girls could be in charge, then by right she should have been in charge from the beginning, and she should have been the one like leading the conquest and becoming the first queen of Westeros. I see, but that kind of founded the. Uh, primacy of the male heir as a uh, what you call it precedent so the great council gets together and they all discuss it for like ever basically and in the end they come down to Viserys now Viserys he has a little succession thing of his own going on here uh, his first wife is Emma Aaron that's uh, you know the the Aaron's from the Vale John Aaron was murdered to start the uh, whole shebang there in a Game of Thrones uh, and they have a daughter named Princess Rhaenyra, who Jake mentioned earlier. 
and I think he has a health scare at some point, and they're kind of, he doesn't have a son yet, so they're like worried that he'll die without an heir, and he names Rhaenyra as his heir if that should happen, but he gets better, and his wife ends up dying, and he remarries the girl who like nursed him back to health, Alicent Hightower. Sexy. And they have a son named Aegon, of course, after the Conqueror. <laughs> Probably like Aegon the 94th at this point. <laughs> it would only be Aegon the second, I think, as far as kings go. <laughs> There's a lot of Aegons that aren't kings, but they don't get their numerals. Right, you're right. <laughs> so uh, he never changes his heir designation, and he had all these lords like swear fealty to Rhaenyra and say, like, I'm going to pledge my fealty to her no matter what happens but then 25 years go by and by the time he dies he has a healthy son who by law of the land should probably be his successor but he named his daughter first so he dies and basically that's where we get our action from uh this they're gonna fight about it yeah we got our two factions there's princess rhaenyra and uh, her faction is known as the Blacks because there was like a big party that they went to and all of her friends wore black and the other guys from Aegon's side wore Oh, greens. are the Blacks the people? So they're called the Blacks and the Greens. Who like disappeared at one point and maybe have like a raven? No, you're thinking of uh, oh. the other civil war that yes, happened. Yes, yes, them. Those are the Great. black fires. Well, at least I was kind of paying attention. <laughs> yeah, good job. So yeah, that's basically all the history that I want to talk about because if we go any further than that, we're going to be talking about stuff that I know for sure. Okay, so you guys already know show. what's going to happen in the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know what happens in the books. Yeah, they'll probably change some stuff. Interesting. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Let's check this uh, trailer out. You guys ready to watch? I think we're just going to watch it live. It's only it's less than two minutes, so we can just kind of talk about cool stuff that happens as it comes on screen. So here we go. I'm about to hit play on uh, the trailer. Let's start it off. This is Rhaenyra here, I believe. Oh, and we yeah, get this quote. Out on Dragonmount. So there we have uh, Matt Smith as Prince Daemon Targaryen. He's talking to like some Westerosi lords here, I assume. Yeah. He, yeah Daemon he is kind like of a like boy. a bad boy. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he looks... Kind of like an asshole. He is uh, the brother of Viserys. Is that right? Let me. I have a family tree here. Yeah, Damon. Here he is. He's just like down around the corner. So Viserys is the king that dies, and his much younger brother Damon is uh, still around and kicking. He spends his life up to this point in the story, like drinking in Fleet Bottom and being commander of the City Watch, and just like, never heard of anybody like of that in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's what it's like for second sons man you just don't got a lot to do i think is this crispin cole here Kristen cole he's a member of the knight's guard look at those helmets that looks okay, straight yeah. out of star wars or the king's guard dragon rider so yeah, that cool guy story. is uh one of i Pause i don't it. know which family he's in but the, ahead, the black see, guy sorry. with the gold dreads he's like a he's a not a main targaryen he's like one of their Bat, like a bast, oh. he's Valyrian, but he's not Targaryen. He is a uh, Corlys Valarian. He is uh, a smaller family. They were not dragon riders, but they were kind of like bannermen to House Targaryen. 
and they set up in Westeros around the same time. This guy is like the biggest naval power in Westeros. Oh, that's a cool nickname. His nickname is the Sea Snake. Uh, yeah, they have a bunch of sick Valyrian ships. This scene that we're watching here about half a minute in is Viserys having all of the lords of Westeros swear their fealty to Princess Rhaenyra, who we see here. This is her as a little girl. I like her hair. I like the I like the Iron Throne better in this series. Yeah. There's Damon with his gold cloaks. Beating some people up. So here we have a uh, queen that never was Rhaenys talking to Rhaenyra and telling her that like it's tough to actually become queen when men are in charge of everything. August 21st. There's that cool table. That's Alison Tower, I believe. She is Stark. Cooking an egg. That's her no, she's, father. She's a Hightower. What's this guy's name? Otto Hightower? Yeah, I think so. He is the uh, Hand of the King, as we see. We got his badge here. Yeah. Will Johnson. The Valerians. Play Sarah Vaymond Valerian. Guy I was talking about earlier. Okay, so what was with the that's blood? Kristen Cole there. What's the bloody that's, hand? That's Hightower, the guy that I thought it was before. I'm not sure what that is. He meets a dragon down here. It's Damon. I'm not sure which dragon that was. If that was his dragon, its name is Bloodworm because it's red. He looks surprised to see it. Like he didn't know it was down there. <laughs> uh, or I was thinking under the castle. Though, right? So that guy that I said was Kristen Cole first uh. is not. That was uh, Lord Hightower. Kristen Cole was the guy with like the long hair in the white king's armor. So yeah, yeah, that looks pretty cool. I mean, I think that this looks more interesting because, well, one, the story's finished, so we know that there's going to be a decent ending to it. But yeah, but there's yeah, it seems like a it's dramatic. Favor. There was points in the Game of Thrones where I thought they were kind of like feeding us lines sometimes or or things we wanted to see, but this just looks like a a well set up drama. So that's exciting. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of really good plot points here. It's pretty fleshed out. You know, this isn't like to the point where there's a lot of lines written in the actual literature that it's from. Yeah, the the book is kind of an in-universe uh, history book, and it's using like secondary sources. So they're not it's written, like, they it's don't written know by exactly a maester. how it happened. It'll be like, this source says it happened like this, and another mm-hmm. one says it happened like this. So are we going to get any battles? Oh yeah, lots. Uh, that this is something that I'm like really excited and kind of nervous about is there's going to be a lot of like dragon on dragon fights. They they're going to have to show aerial battles of two dragons fighting each other and shit. And more than that, right? There's yeah, there's a couple where there's more than one dragon. I remember. Yeah, so the, there's going to be some pretty heavy CGI needed for this. So if they pull it off, this is going to look freaking awesome. I think they should be able to. I mean, the budget is a lot bigger than what Game of Thrones got to start off with. They have a lot of practice making dragons already, too. You know, I think they have a lot of those systems locked down. So, but, you know, we never, we never saw two dragons really duking it out in the air. When I first watched this trailer, I didn't realize that it was going to be dragons fighting dragons in this show. But I was thinking, okay, so we're at a point where the CGI for this is going to be great and it should be a lot easier for them. And if they have the budget, then that means they have, uh, you know, the time and workload taken care of. So we're going to get some badass dragon stuff because that was, that was a big complaint in season eight was just how stupid some of the dragon stuff was. Yeah. 
I, I mean, like they shot a dragon like two miles up in the air <laughs> w- with a ballista. Yeah, and that was just perfect boat. shots in a row. Like, yeah, I mean that I think really hurt a lot of people because they were like, wait, why? Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard, you know, but this is going to be a lot more thought out, I think. And I'm just so, excited that Benioff and Weiss are not involved at all. Just to give you a little setup, um, I'm not sure exactly how many dragons the Targaryens have at this point, but I, I want to say it's around like two dozen. I, I think uh, one side ends up with And about, I just listened to the part where the one character like literally lists off each dragon on each side. I think it's like some in the teens for one side and like... 10 for the other one. I was going to say, one side has a good bit more. It's like two-thirds by a third kind of split. But the other side has all the bigger, older dragons, so they're kind of, like, more right. powerful. Hmm. So there's definitely going to be some dragon fights here. And we have Hell some yeah. huge chunking dragons. And Beleriand the Black Dread is going to be in this. No, he's not. No? Yeah, the only one that's left of the original three is Vagar. Oh, okay. Vagar, that's right. Maybe maybe that was Vagar that was like down in that chasm and he was afraid to look at it. Could be, yeah. Okay. Somebody's got to ride the biggest one. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I can. Is my hair blonde enough? <laughs> uh, I noticed that the designs of the costumes and the makeup and everything like that look great. So Yeah, this looks like um, the same awesome quality of production that we go at the whole time with... The original Game of Thrones. That was one thing that never changed, even when the writing got bad, was it was always a show that looked amazing and was well acted. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it when there was the white pickup truck in the back of the ice lake scene. Nuh-uh. I never saw that. Oh, yeah, you didn't know about that? I saw the Starbucks one. Danny had a Starbucks in front of me. The cup. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, there was a white pickup truck in the... And there was a bottle of water in the, like, Great Council scene at the end, too. Oh, man. Plastic one. Really went downhill fast. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, I think that's probably all we want to do on this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at at the end of the day, if you need a reason to watch this, Dragon Fights, I think, pretty much sums it up. (laughs) That's about all you need. If you don't want to watch that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. You should check your pulse. They might get through most of the first season without having a dragon fight, I think. But there will be some eventually, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's going to be dragons in it, though. Like, they're going to be riding dragons back and forth and dragons, dragons, dragons. Dragons. (laughs) <laughs> yep, and it, it comes out August 21st. Um, I'm not sure about a date for uh, an actual trailer because this was just a teaser trailer. Yeah, so. we'll have to keep an eye out for that. I would imagine sometime soon, though, if it's coming out in August. That might be a season finale prediction is a dragon fight. And the first one, though, is a little bit anticlimactic, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this going to be multiple seasons? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. I hope so, right? Is it supposed to be? I don't need it to be, but it can be. I don't be, imagine you know? that they would. There's definitely enough material there for more than one season. So why yeah, would they, I, they know I, this is like a great product that people like. I think you could probably get three seasons out of this. Cool. I could see maybe Look five, to three to five. As long as it makes Wheel of Time try harder, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I think Wheel of Time is going to get abandoned in the Game of Thrones or I'm sorry, Wheel of Time is going to get abandoned in the Amazon Prime 
importance list once Lord of the Rings comes out, I think. Oh, don't I don't that. think so. They don't compete against each other. They just release them at different times. I guess so. They've already greenlit season three, right? Not officially. Uh, they haven't like done a press release. It's kind of a rumor. That's not what this episode is about, though. We'll talk right. about that at another time. Fantasy news. <laughs> All right, so this has been the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter if you haven't done it yet. That's at Three Rivers. Sorry, that's at Three Rivers Boys. Uh, three spelled out. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Steve. Bye, guys. Watch more fantasy shows? Yeah, I think that's fair. Watch more TV. <laughs> don't tell me to do that. <laughs> I already do too much. <laughs>